night here in the tigers avenue uh what's up everybody man we already got somebody here let's go alley boy alley boy let's go indeed let's go zach we got a good show oh, hold, on, right hold on right here. hold on right hold on hold on problems we're having some issues something is oh. going on oh oh no yes oh, sir oh, oh let's no. go Oh my lord, what has happened here? Cringe. Cringe. We're outnumbered, bro. It's a takeover. Rebels Avenue. Oh my god. Rebels Avenue takeover, baby. (laughs) What's up, guys? What are we doing? All right, welcome to the show, fellas. Uh, we got some guests here tonight. Obviously, uh, well, I would say obviously, but some guys wearing a fruit loop. Hoodie, not not anything old miss. But from the other two guys, you can tell um that uh they're old miss fans. I, I guess a fruit loop hoodie might work for old miss fans. Yeah, yeah it, it works. It, might. it really works. Kind of does. Okay. Okay. To cheer for a team who never wins anything significant. I mean, you might as well be a fruit loop. Uh, Cog- Cog- <laughs> the Cogwell series isn't significant. Yeah, try yeah. when we got six. I think corrected. I'll listen when you got six of them. <laughs> I'll listen. We got six of them. Uh, so, obviously, we're welcoming uh, our buddies here, all Ole Miss fans. Zach, I, I mean, I, obviously. I can't do it anymore. There we go. There we go. That's there cool. we go. There we go. Get it right. Um, obviously, we, we love uh, this this series. Um, it hits a little close to home. Uh, we grew up in North Mississippi, uh, surrounded by Ole Miss fans, uh, about an hour from Oxford. So, plenty of Ole Miss fans uh, that, that – We've we always get to hear the chatter from. We always hear that noise growing up, uh, but most of the time <clears throat> it was unwarranted. But I will relent. I will relent. This year, Old Miss under Lane Kiffin, past year as well, uh, have been really good. I mean, Matt Corral last year had them looking really good. First ten win season for Old Miss regular season. Got to the Sugar Bowl. There you go. There's his corral. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, and, and and they get the transfers in. They they bring uh, the, the the massive slew of transfers this year. Jackson Dark, Trig, and and a slew of other guys, just like LSU had to as well, um, uh, to supplement roster. Um, but they're back. They're good again. Um, how good are they? Uh, I think is the question that that a lot of uh, LSU fans have on their minds. How, how truly good are they? Uh, and we'll get into the details of that uh, tonight when we really look at this from a, from a preview perspective. Um, but guys, what are your initial thoughts being here on the show? 
the game tomorrow. Jesse, what's your just brief initial th- thoughts for the game? We're, we're going to run all over LSU tomorrow, plain and simple. <laughs> yes, plain sir. and simple. Kenny, Kenny, what's your thoughts? What's your initial thought? Uh, yeah, we're just going to run all over you. It's going to be like a track meet out there, honestly. Mm, mm, mm. JP? So, what's going to happen is just like what's on your hat right there, Reagan, it's uh, an elf <laughs> with them tigers. That's what's going to happen. Zach, I mean, oh, I, I, I want to know why we did this. Why we invited three old Miss fans. It's, it's fun. Them. It's fun. You, you let them come on here and, and it's fun when you bring then, one on. And, and, you and then when Sunday rolls around, there's it. not much talking. Yeah, because anyway. y'all won't y'all won't be talking on Sunday. Oh, okay, okay. We'll, we'll remember that, Kenny. We'll remember that. We we know what happened last time Death Valley top ten Ole Miss came in. We remember what happened. We we know what happened last time unranked LSU played top ten Ole Miss in Death Valley. Do do y'all remember? Yeah, our current team would beat them sixty five zero. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Wait, yeah. LSU team or the other? What happened no, last no, time? Our Ole Miss team. Our Ole Miss team from 2014, 15, whatever that was, we would, we would, mm. we would, yeah, it would be, it would uh, be close. If I'm an Ole Miss fan, I, I, I honestly would like Bo Wallace currently, currently over Jackson Dart because Jackson Dart is, is inconsistent. And I think Jesse would would agree with that. At, at yeah, times, Bo, he right, he's actually a, he's a lot like Bo Wallace. You know, you get the. The glimpses of you know he's he he can he can make the good throws he can lead us you know take us down the field and then he'll just make some stupid throw like straight to the defender nowhere near a receiver it's just it's just like Bo but uh, that Bo was junior senior year this is sophomore year Jackson Dart so I think he has a bright future so and, and I would agree and, and I would agree um, I think Jackson Dart will will only improve and, and it seems like he has. Uh, throughout Definitely the season, over the last two games, he's, he's um, a lot better. Because, being completely honest, uh, and uh, y'all can give your thoughts on this as well, uh, guys. I, I mean, fall camp, spring game. You know, I think old Miss fans are kind of like, "Oh gosh, is Jackson Dart <laughs> really going to do it for us?" Oh yeah, yeah. JP, what, I mean, what was what was your thoughts before the season started on Jackson? Oh, um, I was just kind of iffy for sure. I was like, are we going to get a Pac-12 dart or is he going <laughs> to transfer into an SEC quarterback? And like like uh, Zach was saying, he's stepping in those past two games. He's stepping in to be an SEC quarterback. Um, he's making mistakes like every quarterback is. But if he can get out of that mindset of being a Pac-12 quarterback because he can't make those throws in the SEC. He can't make those throws against the Tigers this weekend. So if he gets out of that mindset, it's it's over with. I also yeah. think he took a he took a huge step against Vandy, and it's a good thing that 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 happened against Vandy and not LSU. If they, if he played like that's true, oh, yeah. You know, in the previous weeks when he when he went into Vandy, you know, he was making those throws. But if we would have got previous Jackson Dart against LSU, we're not winning. And, and what I love what I love about Lane Kiffin is he he is able he's such a good coach at scheming to help his players develop like mid-season, in-season. And, like, his schemes are so good. Like, he he is able to help Dart progress and get better in the game because of that, like because of how he schemes on offense. I mean, you saw it in the last two games because of how well Lane Kiffin can coach an offensive scheme. I mean, Dart's able to perform a lot better. So, I mean, I think Lane Kiffin obviously has something to do with that as well. Kenny, 
what what makes what makes Ole Miss's running game so well? Obviously, you got a talented back. I mean, you got a talented group. Uh, Zach Evans was the you know probably the biggest hottest name uh, two years ago recruiting wise. You know, a five star running back, massive recruit. Yeah, number one running back in the nation. His his recruiting process was a, a complete and utter mess. Um, I mean, just to put it bluntly, um, it was a mess and then wound up at TCU and then after a year transfers to Ole Miss and seems to be doing better. Uh, but then you also bring in freshman running back that comes out of nowhere, like ne- never heard of him, uh, 25th ranked player in the state of Alabama, like 500th ranked player in, in the country, three-star running back Quinshawn uh, Judkins. Is, is, is Ole Miss's best back? I mean, yeah. there he's your best back. What what makes him so well? I, I mean, I know Bentley gets in every now and then, but what, what makes this group so good? Why, why is the running um, there? Well, I will I will say this. Um, going into the season, I thought that Zach Evans was like a lot of people also thought that he was a dark horse for the Heisman, but like you know, Quinshawn Judkins got that dog in him. You know, like Lane Kiffin <laughs> took a chance on him. See, like Lane Kiffin has the ability to see potential and players that a lot of other coaches don't see. And he took a chance on him, really. I'm a 25th player, 25th ranked player in Alabama. Um, and Alabama is not really known for, like, <laughs> their football players, really. Because um, Alabama goes in and recruits players from other states. But um, oh I really think it's – I think it really starts with the front seven. They're really, really good. Um, not not only on the, on the rushing side, but also in the passing game. They've only allowed three sacks all year. They're number three in the country in sacks well. Um, so they're they're not letting the line get to their to their ball carriers or their quarterback. They're opening up big holes. I mean, Zach Evans likes to run uh, like side to side, but you know, Jenkins just goes up the middle, and he's just like they open in good holes, and he he's a great running back. So I think that the chance that Lane Kiffin on t- took on him really did pay off because he's absolutely killing it the past seven yeah. weeks of the season. Yeah. Also right, coming in. Coming into the season, also to add on to that, uh, Hutkins was running back number three. We haven't even seen much of our initial running back to Ulysses Bentley. Um, yeah, which I, I believe he's getting healthy, and so uh, I think we'll have a three-headed monster. If not this year, then next year for sure. Um, with some young running back, well, Zach Evans will be gone, but um, you know, it'll if we can get these guys healthy, or at least Ulysses Bentley healthy this year. I think we could be even more dangerous than we are now. So kind of got your thoughts, you know, here, your initial thoughts, your initial comments. Um, So obviously uh, this is an LSU podcast. So we got to give our initial thoughts so far, Zach, you know, this week of preparation uh, following a a massive uh, output by your, your offense um, all year long, your, your offense has has started slow, maybe come on a little bit later in games. Uh, the passing game wasn't what we wanted, but, geez, uh, down in the swamp, Jaden was slinging it, man. Uh, three touchdowns, three over 300 yards. I think it was like, what was it, 340-something. Uh, and then rushed for three touchdowns. The dude had six touchdowns by himself. Uh, yeah. Really trusted his receivers, which has been a problem. He really wasn't letting the ball go. Um What's your thoughts after seeing that performance in the swamp now moving on to, I mean, obviously a bigger opponent right now. So after the Tennessee game, I said in our podcast, going into Florida, 
that I wasn't confident in the passing offense to be able to get the job done. I, I, I repeated that I needed to see it. I needed to see them prove me wrong. And against Florida, they did that. They proved me wrong. Jaden was able to open it up. He was able to take shots. He was able to uh, throw 50-50 balls, which is what everybody's been asking for, uh, and 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 did it well. Uh, I mean, he, he had some balls that were, weren't thrown as great, but the receivers made the plays. And we know that with LSU's elite receiving core, uh, you know, if he's not – if he's throwing the ball a little off, the receivers – are able to make those plays. And I think part of that problem was they weren't making those plays at the beginning. And now in the Florida game, you saw them start to make those plays. The biggest thing for me coming in this game is can it be replicated? Florida has a not great defense. They have an okay defense. They don't have a great defense. Ole Miss's yeah. defense is better. It just is. It's a better yeah. defense than Florida's. Um, and so I want to see if it can be replicated. Now, it was, it was, it was huge to go – uh, into the swamp and get punched in the mouth at the in the beginning like they did with with the opening the 51 yard touchdown pass and then you had uh, the fumbled uh, punt return and it, I mean right there from the jump you're like oh crap here we go again but they just kept answering kept answering kept answering and they scored the first six drives I don't know if we see that offensive output this weekend against this Ole Miss defense. But what I like uh, in this matchup, and I'll, I'll, of course, we'll of course get to our predictions at the end of the show. What I like in this matchup, though, is Ole Miss, their offense is in spurts. You'll see it in spurts. They sputtered against Vanderbilt in the first half and were actually trailing. And was they, they were trailing, right, guys? Wasn't it like 12 yeah. to 13 yeah. or something like that? Or not, not 12, 20 to 13? 20, um, 21 to 14 at one point, I 21 believe. to 14. Uh, they trailed at half to Vanderbilt. Um, and then, boom, and they, they had a big spurt in the third quarter. Their offense comes in spurts. So if LSU can survive that spurt, then it bodes really well for LSU because what LSU has done is they have always started slow and then they have really turned it on in the second half. Um, so, you know, I really think it depends on when that spurt comes for Ole Miss. You know, if that spurt comes early on in the first quarter, uh, per, first part of the game, you know, I think LSU fans are they're going to lose their mind, but it's it's like we've been there all season, right? So yeah, I, I would expect an early spurt from Ole Miss uh, in the first quarter, but I would tell LSU fans to don't worry, keep calm. We, we've seen this before. Now, if that spurt comes in the second quarter, uh, or, or not second quarter, but the second half, uh, then I start to worry because that's when LSU is good is in the second half. Uh, and if Ole Miss is matching that, then then that's where I become begin to get worried because LSU is going to start slow. <laughs> I mean, I hope not. Again, I'll say until they prove me wrong, but they have consistently shown us that they're going to start slow and then turn it on the second half. Um, so if you start slow and then all Ole Miss has a big offensive spurt in the second half, I don't think LSU can overcome that. Um, so survive the spurt. And you just got to continue to do what you've what you've done on offense this past weekend. And defense, they got to get better. They've got to get better. Uh, they looked really good like the first uh, five weeks uh, of the season. Looked really good. These last two weeks, not as good. They've given up, I think, over 400 yards rushing in the last two weeks. I, I don't know the exact number, uh, but it's not good at all. So, it, it, it's, it makes me nervous because, okay, Ole Miss has a great run offense. What are we going to do? Stack the box. All right, then you leave. Then you leave Mingo open on a one-on-one situation against uh, and some DBs that are unproven. So 
Um, that's my biggest concern. Uh, but I like I like the matchup for LSU. I really do. Um, it's just a matter of can they survive that offensive spurt that Ole Miss always has. So to to come off of that, Zach, uh, I would argue that the last four weeks the um, Ole Miss offense offense has really shown uh, that they come you know in the chunk. Uh, I mean against Tulsa, they didn't score a single point in the second half. Uh, against Kentucky, uh, it, it seemed like it, it's it felt like Ole Miss for a little bit was going to run away with it, and then Kentucky came back and. Kentucky should have won the game in all reality. Obviously, you've already mentioned the Vanderbilt game. And then last week against Auburn for, for a little while, uh, it, I mean, their offense couldn't do very much. And, boy, here comes Auburn right back. Um, luckily for Ole Miss, <laughs> both of those games were played in Oxford, uh, which, which helped them a lot. Uh, I mean, Vanderbilt – it was practically a home game for Ole Miss. Uh, it, it seems to be that I way. I think it is for every every SEC team that goes, <laughs> yeah. to, that goes to Nashville. Oh, trip to Nashville? Let's do it. Let's take over. I mean, so uh, I, I wouldn't argue that Vanderbilt's, you know, home game presence was too difficult for Ole Miss to overcome. And then the Kentucky game and the Ole Miss game, you had the pleasure of being at home. Uh, so I, I think you're, you're right in the point that – they need to survive whatever onslaught Ole Miss comes because they, other teams have proven that they've been able to adjust against Ole Miss's offense uh, and, and slow them, uh, and and at some points like completely stop them uh, from what they were doing. Um, and I would I would say maybe other than Kentucky, this is going to be the best defense that. Ole Miss sees, and I, I would say it is definitely the best defensive front that Ole Miss has seen all year long. Yeah, uh, Roy and 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 Wingo uh, are two defensive tackles, are two of the top guys when it comes to rush stopping in the SEC. I mean, Roy very potentially is going to be around one pick this year. Uh, Wingo is a is a you know was an All American freshman last year at Missouri. Now has moved to LSU because of the injury to Mason Smith is the starter. Um, and honestly, is your best rushing, uh, rush stopping player right now. Wingo has smothered, uh, run plays. Um, so yes, their, their rushing game has looked good. And I'm not, and I'm not, and I'm not downplaying it by any means because I think they're very good. But this will be the best they see. Uh, and with guys like Micah Baskerville and Harold Perkins, who are really speedy linebackers, they're not like your, your big, uh, uh, guys, they're, they're really small, I would say, for an SEC linebacker. Uh, that's going to bode well when it comes to Ole Miss trying to run on the outside for LSU. Um, but they're going to run it, and they're going to run it a lot. Uh, so you're going to have to stop the run a lot. And Lane Kiffin is very creative with giving uh, his players in open space, uh, uh, creating holes, uh, and, and look, Ole Miss offensive line, I think, doesn't get enough credit. Uh, they're, they're very good uh, for this rushing game. Uh, I mean, yeah. there was countless times last week against Auburn uh, where they just ran through a Mack truck size hole. I mean, who who couldn't run through it? Um, so can Wingo and Roy do what they've been doing uh, against a a offensive line that that is that is very good this year? I think one of off Ole Miss's guards is is. 
you know, it's middle of the season right now, so there's like some midseason All American uh, stuff coming out. I think the other day, uh, I don't know if it's your left or right guard guys, uh, but left tackle Nick Broker. Nick Broker. Okay. They oh. they all they the the whole guards and the tackles all kind of interchange with each other. They've moved them around every game. Okay. He does yeah, play the left side. It, it was Broker. I, I remember. I, I, I the name was slipping my mind. But Broker's pre you know middle of the season. All-American. Uh, so, this may be one of the best offensive lines you see uh, since. Well, I, I get uh, Florida was a great is a great offensive line. Uh, Florida really has a great offensive line too. But I would say their Ole Miss has probably got the edge on Florida. Um, so that's I think that's going to be a huge matchup in the game. Is our defensive rush? You know, front seven against their O-line uh, with their rushing attack is, is going to be a huge part of this game. Um, so, guys, I really want to ask this question um, because there's times when it's painfully obvious that Ole Miss is completely slowing from an offensive spot. Um, and I'll, I'll start with JP on this one since the first go-round. We, 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 we went with him last. Uh <laughs> JP, what is what is it with Ole Miss? Kind of, I know, I know. Last week they eventually scored a few more points and pulled away from Auburn and, and got a few more stops after the weather delay. Um, but there for a while, Auburn was getting stops and pulling back in the game, and the same was true against Kentucky. And it was a little bit more reversed in the Vanderbilt game. You know, they were slow to start and then and then sped up at the end. And then with Tulsa, I mean, second half, there was nothing for Ole Miss. Uh, what is causing that? Why, why is it that they're being slow? I think it's just simple mistakes uh, that we have. If it's, if it's the quarterback or they're just figuring out the run um, and just not keeping that foot on the pedal, that's the biggest thing. I feel like Kiffin last year with Corral, it's like, hey, let's just run the score up. Um, I think if we keep our foot on the pedal, especially this week, it's going to help us out. But I felt like we kind of eased off a little bit and was like, well, we shouldn't have done that because now they're coming back and we can't match that momentum now. Yeah, Kenny? Um, yeah, so whoa, what just happened? Um, where am I? Okay, here I am. Anyway, so, yeah, I, th- I think uh, we like to take our foot off the gas. But against Auburn, like, we, we went up 21 nothing, but then they scored two touchdowns. But then we started matching where they were scoring. So, I think, like, uh, I think we just have to get, like, keep that mindset to not let the foot off the gas because LSU is a talented team. Like, they have been able to put up numbers. Um, and Jaden Daniels is a good quarterback, so you don't want to give him any type of, like, momentum. So, like, yeah, so I think – just the youngness of the team and, like, just, like, you know, we got this in the bag, especially against Tulsa. That, like, it was, like, 35-27, and Tulsa came back. And I was, like, whoa, are we about to lose this game to Tulsa? I was, like, please, please, God, no. (laughs) 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 Like, we can't. I was, like, no, we can't. But, um, you know, I think against Vandy, when we got down, I think that was, like, really big for us to just, like, we ended up pouring it on. You saw Lane Kiffin. At the end of the game, scored a touchdown in garbage time. But he was like at the like what, like the three, and he ran it in. I was like, okay, that's that's proving a point. That's saying something. Like he's proving a point. No to mercy. Guys, you know, you know what? Like no matter how how <laughs> big we're we're gonna keep running points. it up. You know, so that that Vandy game, that point in the Vandy game, really like was like, to me it was a <laughs> kind of a culture change because they were like, you know, 
it doesn't matter how much we're, we're not going to put off the gas. So I think it, they were being young, but now they've matured kind of. And I think, I don't think you'll see much of that going forward. Jesse, what, what's, what's slow in the offense at times for Ole Miss? I, I think honestly, so when you say you take the, take the foot off the gas or, you know, we, we're not finishing them off, man. I don't think our offense is ever the one that's not on the gas. It's the defense that can't get off the field on third down. I mean, you would see us against Auburn. We would, you know, we would get them in the second and eight, third and third and seven, third and five, third and nine, and then they would just run it. Or I mean, they would get the first down. They kept picking it up over and over. we couldn't get off the field. So the defense, I mean, the offense never, you know, took their foot off the gas there. Um, also, with the Vanderbilt game, I feel like. Vanderbilt was just teeing off on the run so much. They just focused on the run over and over and over again. We can't win in the halftime. You come out and Mingo breaks the, you know, the Ole Miss receiving yardage record in a game pretty much solely on the second half of the game because Vanderbilt was so focused on our run game. So I think the us getting down to Vanderbilt, you know, was kind of overreaction. I think Kiffin was setting it up to be able to do that. I think they they solely focused on the run. We hadn't shown that we could throw it, and we can – um, we did show that we could throw it against them, but you know Vanderbilt's defensive backs are not LSU's defensive backs. So, yeah, right. So, guys, I definitely wanted to ask this question because um, I think I think it, it, it's going to be a storyline in this game, specifically this game with it being LSU uh, and on the road for Ole Miss and Tiger Stadium. So, Ole Miss. I don't know if you guys knew this, but Ole Miss is the thirteenth team in the SEC. 13th worst uh, strength of schedule. So they well, and and were in other words, they have the easy in the country. Yeah, they yeah. have the easiest strength of schedule uh, outside of Vanderbilt um, in in the conference. Does that worry y'all? Like going? I mean, I, I understand y'all had the Kentucky game, and Kentucky was a huge win. Uh, I would argue that there was a lot of st- points left out on the field for Kentucky in that game. Um, but does that worry y'all coming into this game uh, that, that maybe uh, – like there's a lot of LSU media that are saying, that, you know, Ole Miss isn't as battle-tested as LSU. LSU had to play Florida State on, in the kick, kickoff game. LSU's had to go and play Tennessee. LSU had to go uh, play Mississippi State. LSU had to go on the road and play Florida. Um, does that worry y'all at all? And, and we'll start we'll start with Kenny on this one and then kind of work our way backwards. Um does that worry y'all the strength of schedule? I mean, it's that's just fact. The strength of schedule is is it is what it is. And I mean, I mean, you just, you can only play the games that that you are, that are on your schedule. So has that does that worry y'all? Especially not just LSU, but the the rest of the stretch uh, here at the end of the season. Uh, these 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 last few games. Does that worry y'all as a team? Uh, I think maybe a little bit, but not. As, I'm not gonna like overreact and be like, oh, this is like, you know, this is going to be our downfall, like, for this game. Like, we're going to lose because we don't have a hard strength of schedule. Um, I think it helps if we have a tough strength of schedule, but I think the talent on Ole Miss does make up for the lack of strength in the schedule. Um, and so, like, I don't really think it's that big of a deal. Like, granted, like, this game Saturday starts basically, like, when you think of old, yeah. When you think of Ole Miss, you'll think of these next like five to six games. Like, and then we play Bama. Arkansas, like this, these next five games are really going to define their season. You're on it's the road really for four yeah. straight weeks. Yeah, that's we that's are. <laughs> that is brutal. And because we, I was like, we were on, we were at home for like 
three straight rigs. I was like, what is going on? But then, um, you know, but like I said, I think our guys, I think our guys are ready. I think Lane Kiffin's prepared this team to go on to the road, go on the road in LSU and potentially win. Um, I mean, Lane Kiffin's a good coach. A lot of people like to harp on him because of his brashness oh, and is, his, is, yeah. his his arrogance. But dude, that dude is a genius. His offense, he's, he's, he's best offensive mind in college football. Uh, quick yeah. interjection: Ja Morant has fifty. Just saying that. Yeah, he he's going ham. <laughs> Uh, Jesse, Jesse, what do you think on, in regards to the strength of schedule? Honestly, I think when we all saw our schedule going into it, we're like, you know, first six, you know, you had to win six games to be bowl eligible. We're looking at the schedule and we're like, we're bowl eligible. We don't even have to play a game, you know. Kentucky, <laughs> you know, Kentucky is, you know, we, we knew that was going to be a, a hard battle. But, you know, we're looking at your schedule and you're like, we don't have to worry about being bowl eligible, eligible this year. I mean, this is a cakewalk. So, yeah. but then we do have a gauntlet now. Um, the difference is last year, I, I don't think we ever had this concern just because you had Matt Corral. Matt Corral was SEC, I mean, throwing six picks on the road against Arkansas the year before coming yeah. back from that, you know, everybody's, he had a, a whole off season to just kind of work on that and reflect on that. And that really changed him. I, I, in my opinion. So like going into the, I guess Tennessee was probably the most hostile game, you know, throwing mustard bottles and uh, golf balls and stuff <laughs> on the field. Um, <laughs> I I feel like Coach Kiffin kind of can compensate for that with, with other, you know, other leadership, especially the offensive line, if they can step up. But, like, not having a battle-tested quarterback going into Death Valley is my biggest concern, honestly. Yeah, that's a good point. JP? Yeah, I'm kind of I'm mixed at it because it's like you play in the SEC, so it's like – you're going to play the best of the best. Um, and I guess it's always – it's any given Saturday. Uh, you've seen that with App State beating A&M a couple weeks ago. It's like it's any team. Um, but I think having kind of, like Jesse said, a cakewalk to get here has kind of prepared us. So that's why I'm kind of confident. Work out the kinks. Yeah, you know, work out some kinks. Get, get Dart ready for an SEC game. Um, get the run game going, you know kind of figure out who Ole Miss is because Kiffin, Kiffin likes to fully focus on what's hitting, so he's not going to throw the ball if Jukins and Evans is going to run the heck out of it, you know. Yeah. So work some kinks out. Let's iron it out, and then let's hit Death Valley at 2.30 on a Saturday, and let's get that get that dub. I, is this y'all's biggest think, test so so far on the season? For sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I it's between, it's sure. between Kentucky and LSU. I mean, the, the Kentucky, you know – you're not going into Death Valley, you know. You you have that game right. at home. You know, if we were even if we were going to Kroger Field, like I feel like we're still winning that game just because it's a, an away game. Now I would feel much better if it's a home game. You know, you're you're yeah. you're in your own atmosphere. But uh, yeah, I mean, you're going against like it's L, it's LSU. The history's there. Um, it's Death Valley, so it's one of the hardest places to play. Thank God it's not at six thirty at night. So yes. that's, oh, that man. helps out a little bit better. Uh, it helps us in the banner game in two weeks. It's still but, be jumping. But it's still it's still jumping. It's still Death Valley. It's still LSU against Ole Miss. I think it's a dog fight, but uh I think we're prepared for sure. I, I just hate I, that it's gotta be my, on CBS. My my God. thought about yeah, Gary quick. Danielson can't stand that guy. My my thought on it real quick, guys, is we have a Pac twelve transfer quarterback too. Uh right. Daniels. Um guys. 
when the dude went to Auburn and Jordan Hare, and Jordan Hare is a very underrated uh, atmosphere. It, it is it is a very rowdy uh, crowd, especially when they're in the game. Jaden Daniels threw for 85 yards, and that was his first true road test in the SEC. Uh, and, and I'm not I'm not saying that's going to happen for Jackson Dart because I don't think that's going to happen for Jackson Dart um, because I think I, I think at at this point, like Lane Kiffin has a little bit more established than what Brian Kelly does to go on sure. into a hostile environment and and kind of weather the storm of a of a hostile environment more than what Brian Kelly at the point in our season, his first season here with this group, uh, was able to weather. I mean, we came out with a, with a win, um, but what I'm saying is, Pac-12 quarterback, you know, first real SEC environment. I mean, Vanderbilt's not – I would not consider SEC, Vanderbilt in a real SEC environment. Uh, Jaden Daniels took a while to get started. Uh, so, as an old – if I was an Ole Miss fan, I truly would be concerned about Jackson's – you know, this is going to be really stinking loud. This is going to be the most hostile mm-hmm. environment. Probably he's in the entire year. Maybe Kyle Field's a little bit uh, wild, but <laughs> with the season that a and M having – it, it this very well could be his biggest test road wise. Um, it would concern me a bit as an old miss. Um, so Zach, we're doing trivia now, right? Yeah. So before, before we take up, we're about to take a break and then we'll, we'll come back and we'll get more into our predictions and, you know, what we think needs to be the tools for each team uh, to win the game. All right. But uh, guys, you want me to go first and then, and then y'all go or how y'all want it? Yeah. Yeah, I got to look our, ours up quick. I was prepared. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, nice. your team is better prepared than you are tonight. That's okay. Uh, That's all right. Yeah. So I hope we'll, they're we'll not. Let, we'll let all three of y'all answer, and then I'll let y'all know who's the closest, and then we'll give the, we'll give the correct answer. All right. All time throughout the entire history of Ole Miss football, what is their win percentage? Uh, JP. Um, let's go 52%. It's a total guess. Okay. Uh, Kenny. Um, I would, I'm going to say 49% because I don't know. There were some pretty bad years. Okay. Jesse? 64%. We get three cake, we get three cakewalks built in every year, but you know. I'm gonna, right, I'm gonna, so, uh, I want to interject just for the fun of it. Uh, this is Ole Miss win percentage, you know, years Ole with like Miss Archie Manning, all time uh, win percentage, Eli Manning, in college football, yeah, back in the 50s I think, when, they, I, when they played I LSU, raises, when they played yeah, LSU think, in the championship type years. Yeah, I would say around maybe, maybe just under 60, I would say 50, 57. All right, JP, what'd you say? 52. 54% win percentage. Really? Yep. 54. 54%. Yeah. Yeah. 0.541. We need to do our trivia after the break. <laughs> we need to do trivia after the break. <laughs> That's fine. Right. We'll do that. All right, guys. Let's take a quick break. Pre- yeah, we've been previewing. Uh, we're, we'll, we'll get back and do a little bit more in-depth. You know, um, you know, we've kind of been covering our, our season here as Ole Miss and LSU. When we get back, we'll do more of a head-to-head who compares against who 
give our predictions, and obviously they'll do their trivia once they figure it out. Uh, so we'll see you right after this. Five Star Hero, your intro and outro music for the Tigers Avenue show. They ain't ready for that LSU. Go check out all his other music on all the major platforms. Don't forget to follow him on Instagram, at Saints Anthem, and at Twitter, at One Nation Doty. Don't forget to check out his Facebook page for all his Saints and LSU merchandise. Can't get any better than Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. Her firm focuses on the needs of the elderly and maintaining their dignity throughout the process. Here for you, here for your family. Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. Zach, real quick, uh, it looks like it looks like oh, uh, Mister Fears. It looks like your father-in-law is in the comment section here. Yes, sir. Yeah, he's, yes, sir. He's, he's got an early prediction. We'll let him go first. Right. 31-13. I'm assuming oh, that is for on, Ole Miss. Chris. I'm assuming that's for Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Come, come on, baby. Come on. 31-13 in Death Valley. Yes, sir. We got, a, we got Joey from work. Joey, why don't you shoot your come prediction on, here, man? Good to have you join us. Uh, by the way, Grizzlies win. Grizzlies win. Love it. Love it. Job, job put up 40. I lied. He put up 49. He put up 49 points. How dare you? How dare you do something like that? Yeah, I was getting excited. Uh, he also said, uh, Chris also said, second half of our schedule is, a, is as tough as anyone. First half is weak, no doubt. Yeah. Well, I, I will have you, to make a correction. If you just took the second half of y'all's schedule, you'd probably be like number one in the country on strength of schedule. <laughs> I, I, I will. I need to correct my, my statement. I said y'all are on the road four weeks straight. It's actually three of the next four weeks. So yeah. you, you'll play Alabama in Oxford. All right, Jesse, we're ready. What, what, what's this What's this trivia question you got okay, for us? Okay. All right, coming, <laughs> coming off a, a pretty big loss to Tennessee at home, uh, yeah. you don't yeah. usually see LSU just get blown out at home. What is the largest, like, margin of victory for a loss, an LSU loss at home? So basically the biggest loss Ooh. for LSU. Probably 2008, I'm going to say. It, it, it may be it may be actually in the early years, though, uh, you know, with Curly Hallman. Before, and them, I, how old are you, Zach? I'm 25. Okay, it was before both of you were born. If that oh, probably, yeah, the, yeah, that was <laughs> during the terrible years of, of LSU. I'm not going to have any LSU clue. LSU was awful. What do we we'll have take to a give shot you? A year? We'll do we have to give you a year? Yeah, just, 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 try, just try a year. In a Gosh. score, try a year in a score and and the opponent. Just guess anything. <laughs> I'm gonna say it was Florida. I'm gonna say it was Florida. Spur your years. Yeah. In the spur your years, and I'm gonna say it was. Ah, oh, geez, I don't know. I'm gonna say ninety. Let's see. We play them. It would have been at home, so it'd been an even year. I would say it was ninety four. I'll say 94, and it was Florida, and it was 63 to 3. It's a complete guess. Complete guess. I'll say the deficit. I'll say the deficit was probably about 45 points. Who do you think it was against? Florida. I I think it's Florida as well. Florida as well. 1993, Florida Gators, 58 to 3. 58 to 3. I said 63 to 3. The deficit. I was off a couple yeah. of years. Yeah. Yeah. Steve Spurrier kind of owned us 
yeah, uh, for a long but time. LSU but LSU tied up the L- all-time yeah. series this past we, we've weekend. We've caught the Spurrier years because we tied the caught series up. this past weekend. So LSU and Florida is like in a deadlock in their all-time series. Um, all right, guys. Enough with the trivia. A little bit more in depth here, head-to-head stuff. Zach, do we? I feel like I feel like a position group type of. Yeah, I agree. I look agree. Would, would would be good. Um, like matchups. Uh, I I want to I want to save guys if you if you'll agree to this. Um, the, the, I think the two biggest matchups, uh, position group wise, let's say. Ole Miss offense versus LSU defense is defensive line versus Ole Miss rushing. And then let's say for Ole Miss and LSU, LSU offense, Ole Miss defense will be LSU's receivers versus Ole Miss DBs. I agree. So we'll save those two. Well, we'll probably take enough time, I think, with all five of us on those two. So let's just focus on those two because that's – I think think that's the difference in the game is those two uh, battles right there. Um. Zach, let's go to Zach first. Um, Zach, defense, LSU's defensive line against uh, Ole Miss offensive line in their rushing attack. Uh, what's your take? I definitely think Ole Miss has the edge there um, because Ole Miss has just continually proven uh, that they can run the ball on anybody. That's what they're going to do. That is their identity. And like I said earlier in the game, okay, let's stack the box. Well, Kiffin's gonna scheme the crap out of that. <laughs> like, like, what are you, what are you gonna do? Like, you go stack the box, okay? Then I'm just gonna I'm gonna dink and dunk, and I'll I'll, I'll take over the top. I'll, I'll take the top off as well. Like, Kiffin's gonna scheme the crap out of that. If you just say, all right, we'll put we'll stack we'll stack eight in the box, <laughs> you're not gonna be able to do that against Ole Miss. You'll get beat and you'll get beat bad. So, I definitely think Ole Miss has the edge. But what I really like is that you have Matt House on your side. Um, I know that the defense here in these last two weeks uh, haven't been extremely impressive for us LSU fans, but I trust Matt House. Matt House is a really good defensive coordinator. Um, He excelled at Kentucky when he was there. Uh, Of course, was with the Kansas City Chiefs as a linebacker's coach, and he's done a good job here in his first season. Um, He just has to scheme enough because you're not going to stop it. Like, I I do not – if LSU holds Ole Miss to 100 rushing yards, you won the game. You won the yeah, game, yeah. but that's not happening. That's not. That's happening. not going to happen. We had we had three one hundred yard rushers last week. Last week, yeah, exactly. No, like I, I said that because like if that actually happens, it's not going to happen. But if it happens, LSU's winning the game. I think I think you guys would agree with that. Um, but it's not going to happen. They're going to rush. They're going to rush for probably close to two hundred yards, maybe more. Um, so you just have to do a, a good job of containing it and not allowing big plays to bust open so you've got to do a good job in the front end and the front seven uh to not let guys just bust it out wide open because then you're gonna have to rely on your secondary and your secondary while it's been really good at times tackling there's also been sometimes it's looked really really poor at tackling uh so it's been a little inconsistent i wouldn't say it's been bad because for the majority of the year they've looked good tackling but it's been inconsistent at times um so I really, really want to see that front seven of LSU just do their best to contain the rushing attack. They're not going to stop it. They're not going to stop it. So contain it. I definitely think Ole Miss has the edge there, though. Yeah. JP, what's your take on the defensive front versus old your 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 uh, 
Your father-in-law don't like that. Old Miss. Yeah, yeah. Old Miss. Offensive line is tough. I think we got the edge for sure. Um, rushing game, it, it's there. Like Jesse said last week, three guys over 100 yards. So, our offensive line is tough. Uh, keep that momentum going. Keep the – stay on the – keep it going. Keep it going. Make uh, LSU's defense get tired. Our offensive yeah. line is ready for that. So, push them downhill. And let's just keep running that thing. Uh, you make a good point there, JP. Uh, real yeah. quick to interject. With LS, with with Ole Miss rushing attack, they're going to wear down the LSU defensive yeah. front. They're going to the wear fastest, them down. They're going to get tired. I believe they are. I believe they just hit the fastest um, offense of you know the hurry up. I think they're the fastest offense in the nation right now. It's us uh, or Tennessee. Yeah, I was going to say. It's, I think it's, we just beat. We just beat Tennessee last good. week. No. From last week, we just beat Tennessee. Kenny, go ahead. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the offensive line for Ole Miss does have the edge. Um, I think running the ball is really important. I'll say this. I think if y'all hold Ole Miss to 150, y'all win, I think. Uh, okay. Now, if they go over two, if they go 200 more, y'all are probably going to lose. Because that means Zach Evans and Jenkins are probably going to both go for 100 apiece. I mean, like, listen, they rushed for, what, like 448 last week? Like, come on now. And they rushed for what they rushed for what two eighteen against Georgia Tech when they uh, shut them out forty two nothing. Um, and yeah, LSU does have to like make sure like they if they hold him in check, then almost becomes one dimensional. And I don't think Jackson Dart can beat you with his arm. But if if uh, if Ole does run run the ball well, which I think they will, it'll just open up the field. And Mingo has proven that he can take the top off of you. And he can prove that he can get into space and like make people. Bingo's underrated. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you saw that's that. You true. saw that again. You saw that against Vandy. The sixty-one yard was a screen, and then he just like took the top off the DB yeah. on the seventy-one yard pass. So, um, yeah, he's underrated. And I think I think Lane Kiffin will scheme up some stuff for Mingo as well. But the, the scary part is when whenever Evans gets tired, you have Justin coming in, who's just as good. At, like like you said, it's not better. Um. So that, that's the thing you have to worry about. Two guys who are good, and they're going to be pretty much fresh um, the entire game because you're running, rotating them in and out. I think it would be tough for LSU, but, I mean, if they, like I said, if they can control the line of scrimmage, then it's a totally different ball game. Go ahead, Jason. Uh, I think you'll see for us to be able to win, to be able to, to you know, control the run game, there is a big issue that a lot of Ole Miss fans will tell you uh, – and that is getting the snap. You'll see a lot of times the snap rolls to Dart. The snap goes up. Jackson Dart has to jump and get it. That, that throws off your timing. And our center, Caleb Warren, he hasn't seen a defensive line like this. He's, he's going to have a much more elite defensive lineman right in his face. So that is something to watch. That's I believe. I still believe it. I still believe, you know, against Vandy and Tulane, we're rolling the snap back to Jackson Dart. You know what I mean? Like, you got to you gotta take care of that. Um I do think, though, with with that being said, you the way that they utilize the guys, you know, they 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 run Zach Evans. You'll see it. It's like a a, a wide stretch that he does. You'll see it over and over again. He'll he'll will be on the left hash. He'll run it right all the way around as far as he can. We'll be on the right hash the next time. And we know we're getting right back on the ball. We'll feed it to to uh, you feed it to him four or five times in a row. He comes goes off the field. Defensive line substitutes, and then we put uh, Judkins in. You know, and it's just the the tempo mixed with the dual threat running backs and also uh, – or, you know, 
the double-headed monster at running back. Plus, Jackson Dart, he's not like, you know, Lamar Jackson or anything, but he's still, you know, he, oh, he can, can hurt move. you. He rushed for, yeah, he, he rushed for 100 yards last week. So, yeah. I, I think that um, we definitely have to – if we're going to win this game, we got to control the line. we got We got to be able to run the ball. Uh, the best way to do that, though, is just make sure we're utilizing both guys the right way, get them plenty of touches, just keep pounding it. So here's where I would um, – I, I would – I can't remember who said it. Uh, I, I kind of essentially alluded to wearing down LSU's defensive front. That's where I disagree a little bit. Uh, time and time and time again, in, in fact, just about every single game, LSU's defense has proven that their strength and conditioning is one of the strengths that they have. Um, And that has has speak to the resiliency of our defense uh, and the fact that our offense, like early on in games, has not been able to do anything. And our our special teams has put our defense in multiple uh, uh, compromising situations. Yet our defense has had a very bend-don't-break mentality. uh, And our defense – uh, has been the one to wear down the offensive line. Um, and can – I mean, can Ole Miss, having not seen a defensive line like that, plus I think LSU has the edge when it comes to strength and conditioning just because they've been consistently, uh, I mean, unwilling to tire out, unwilling to tap out. Um can they late, you know, second half continue to get a push like they're used to uh, against our defensive front? Um, and now I, I got to agree with all of you. I, I think Ole Miss will rush and and put up uh, a lot of rushing yards. And um, I don't think you, I don't think you stop it. I think you have to contain it. Uh, that's just what it is. That is Ole Miss offense right now, uh, and it's kind of crazy because it's almost like a one eighty from last year. Uh, where it was, uh, I mean, they were throwing the ball all over the field with Mingo and um, Sanders and Drummond, and it was a, a spread, wide-open offense, uh, and they gashed you in a lot of different ways. Whereas this year, Ole Miss, I think, could be compromised in the fact that they might be one-dimensional in some games when the DBs are better than 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 the core of receivers at Ole Miss. Uh, because – you face a defensive front, let's say like LSU, like Bama, like AM, where they can slow the run. And I don't think you can contain Ole Miss run, but slow it to the point where you hold Ole Miss in check. And then you have DBs like LSU does, like Bama does. Um, I think that could be a really compromising situation for Ole Miss um, because I don't think Jackson Dart can throw it like Matt Corral can. And, and the receiving core is not what Ole Miss had last year. Although I would say, that I would agree that Mingo is underrated. And I also think Watkins is coming on really well. Uh, Malik Heath as well. Malik Heath is very Malik underrated. Malik Heath, the, the transfer from State. Um, uh, so I, I think next year, if the all, if all these guys come back, except for maybe Mingo, then it could be a decent core. But right now it's a new group, uh, a young. young group. Um, also, I think what you'll see, uh, I think we had a, a big plan for Trig. Uh, coming into the season, especially once we got into these SEC plays, you know, SEC games, you see the, the safeties creeping down to stop this run game, and you get a freak. I don't know his measurables, but he's up there. He's like DK Metcalf size, so he's lined up at, as a tight end. 
or a slot receiver, you get all the you know safeties creeping up and you hit them over the top. We just yeah. we don't have that anymore. We have Casey Kelly who who yeah. has bricks for hands. So <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that that's my thought when, when it comes to uh, LSU's defensive front. Uh, I honestly think nobody wins this matchup. If that makes sense, I, I think this is a battle through the entire game. Um, um, I would say that they, that Ole Miss, at least in this game, does get 200 yards. I don't think that means Ole Miss wins. I will say Ole Miss does get 200 yards rushing. Again, I will say I don't think that means Ole Miss wins. Um, because you could say, yeah, Ole Miss had 200 yards rushing, but how many passing yards did they get? Now, right? if, they rush, if they rush for 300, I think they Oh, win. yeah, you're, yeah I mean, you're, you're getting questionable. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely – but I mean, I mean, let's, I mean, let's look at it. Last week, from LSU's perspective, Florida was a very run-heavy offense as well, very similar uh, to Ole Miss with a mobile quarterback with two running backs that are really good. And I would say that Ole Miss definitely has the better running backs. But Montrell Johnson uh, and, and Trevor Etienne were no, you know, slack off, you know, the nose, but. Florida rushed for over 200 yards, and you went in the swamp and won. So, again, Ole Miss, I do think, I, I do think they run rush over 200, but I, I, that doesn't essentially mean that they win. And I'll kind of transition us here then uh, to to that next phase: um, Ole Miss DBs versus um, LSU's receivers. I want to say this, and this may shock some people. This may shock some people, specifically LSU fans. Um, the the receivers looked great last week, and I want to see it again. Up front, I will say this. I do think LSU's receivers clearly is the better group than Ole Miss DBs. But guys like A.J. Finley, guys like Burks are underrated SEC DBs that can wreak some havoc um in our in our in our passing threat. Ultimately, I think LSU um um wins this matchup. Um but do not be surprised if guys like AJ Finley and, and is is it Burks or Brooks or there's we have uh Prince, you have Otis Reese, uh and a true freshman who has a very weird last name it's hard to pronounce. I, I, somebody I'll have to go back and maybe I can tweet about it later. But yeah, Prince and and Finley specifically, um, I think are guys that that could surprise you. That could could make it a little bit more difficult. Uh, Finley's, I think, a big play type of of, of DB. Um, I think he he's a little underrated uh, because there's so much great talent in the DB position when it comes to SEC. Um, Ultimately, though, I think LSU gets the nod here. Um, I, I think Kayshawn has back-to-back 100 receiving yard games. Um, if Now, I will say this about this matchup. If LSU passes the ball like they did last week, if LSU moves the ball like they did last week in Tiger Stadium tomorrow, Jaden Daniels threw for 349 yards, three touchdowns. If LSU does that tomorrow – I think LSU wins. Zach, I'll go to you next. Uh, so here's why I think this game's going to be really close. 
I gave the edge to Ole Miss on uh, their offensive line versus our defensive line. I got to give the edge to LSU uh, with our wide receivers versus their defense. Now, as you said, Reagan, I think their boundary corners are really good. I, I, I agree there. I think their boundary corners are really good. I think it's that second level of the secondary um, that I think we can exploit. Um, and Jaden has now shown from this past week that, yes, he will take the deep shot. Uh, and, and, I, and I hope they do more of that with that uh, secondary uh, of Ole Miss but yeah, I gotta agree. I think I think there's just too many. You just you just have too many punches coming at Ole Miss's uh, secondary with LSU's wide receivers. I mean, you've got a you've got a first round. I understand he hasn't had the the greatest season, but he's been good grief. He's been bracketed and double teamed this entire season. Yeah. Um, him and him and Jaden have not quite gotten the chemistry uh, that him and Max had last year. So they're still working that out. But Kayshawn's a first round. He's a first-round draft pick. I don't, I don't care what you say, regardless of uh, how he's performed this season. I mean, that's why he's still on the draft boards as, as a first-rounder because he's just that type of talent. Yeah. But then you got to worry about Brian Thomas <laughs> and 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 Malik Neighbors Malik. and Jack Besh and Dre Jenkins and Mason Taylor, who seems to be coming on a little bit more as of lot. late. It's a lot. It's it's a lot, a lot to handle for Ole Miss's secondary, and I don't say that in, in LSU biasy. Just as an outsider looking in, it just it's just too many punches for them. Um, so I, I definitely give LSU the edge there, um, but I think you're going to see of I think you're going to see more of LSU's passing attack succeed over the top and, and across the middle, uh, and maybe in the screen game as well, uh, because those boundary corners, as you said, Ryan, they're good. They're definitely good. JP. Yeah, I think those receivers um, are really good. Um, I think it all kind of boils down to will Boutte have a game uh, like he has last week? Uh, is him and the quarterback, are they on chemistry? Um, I, I know our secondary is it's not as great. Um, I think we can contain them just a little bit, but I, I think it all boils down to is your quarterback in chemistry with his guys. I think that's what it's going to boil down to uh, as the season has come along. Like I, we're seeing it a little bit like last week. They're getting into that groove. They're getting back yeah, into it. It's starting to progress a lot. So if I think that all that's what it boils down to. If they get in that groove, then it's going to be a shootout for sure. But I think our I think we can hold them. I mean, no matter what, it's. I don't think it's going to be a defensive matchup. Uh, I think it's going to be a shootout. Uh, yeah. It's going to, and I'll, I'll do my predictions later. But uh, I think it's going to be a, a really good game. Jesse. Um. So when, when I first say this, I, I think it might come out that I believe that uh, Ole Miss will have the upper hand. But you have to hear me out here. So we have the most underrated safety tandem in, in college football, or at least in the SEC. We got we got Otis Reese and we got uh, – uh, shoot, why is his name slipping my mind? A.J. Finley. Uh, you know, he's – A.J. Finley's incredible. And Otis Reese, he's more like the, you know, plays in the box, you know, and he covers the field really well. Uh, really underrated corners. Um, with that being said, though, I if I was Brian Kelly, I would take a page out of Auburn's book. The two guys are too good to not take off. We're not taking Otis Reese off the field. We're not taking A.J. Finley off the field. 
Yeah. So those guys are too good to, to, to take off the field. If you run two tight ends out there like Auburn did, you're going to run all over us. They're, Otis Reese can hold his own. You know, he blew up a couple of run plays against Auburn. And, I mean, A.J. Finley's a baller too, but he's just – it's just not the size. The size is not there. I think that is more of the underrated uh, matchup here. So, I, and you haven't really seen an offense take the top off. Like, we haven't been beat deep by anybody. Um, so, if if I was him, I would, you know, obviously you have two – you have Malik Neighbors and you have uh, Boutte, who are both way too good to leave on the sideline as well. Um, but I would come out in the heavy sets if I was them because we're not taking Otis Reese off the field. We're not taking A.J. Finley. We're going to play dime the entire game. Yeah, and all, that's how Auburn kept in stayed yep. in the game against us. They 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 ran heavy against our guys that are too good to take off the field. Kenny, what's your thoughts on it? Yeah, uh, you know I watch a lot of LSU games with you and Zach. Um, I've seen <laughs> I've seen y'all receivers. Um, you know I think I think LSU's receivers do have the upper hand, but like everybody's saying, like which receivers are going to show up? Like is it going to be the Kayshawn Booty from last week, or is it going to be Booty from like who's Booty the past like? Couple games. Is it going to be the booty that has uh, passes right in his numbers that he doesn't catch? He doesn't even look at really. Um, is it going to be like the not involved booty? Or is it going to be the one who's like you know super involved in the game plan? And is it going to be Mason Taylor who just has butter butterfingers for hands? Um, like neighbors, obviously has been y'all's most consistent and, most, and yeah. best receiver. Um, I think I think he's really one of the main keys. If y'all win, he's the key to y'all's success. Getting him going, getting him going early. Um, I mean, and is Jack Best playing? Like, I thought, was he no. day, is he day to day? Was he not playing? No, I, I've I've been hearing that Jack Best will not play, but in all yeah. reality, Jack Best hasn't. No, he hasn't been good at all. Really, he hasn't can he really return punts and, and and kickoffs, please? He cannot. <laughs> no, he <laughs> yes. will not. Yes, no. please. Ah, please, 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 please let him return punts. Can he please? I think they got Gregory Clayton back there. Thank God. I, I, was, screaming that. I was screaming that. I was screaming at they, the top they of the They need to put Malik Neighbors back there. He's pretty yeah, good. Either either one of those guys. I, I actually I would I would say you probably don't want to see Malik Neighbors because honestly I think Malik is way better than what he showed and, and I think he could be a major threat on punt return. Uh, they just yeah, haven't got a chance the again after after the first game. Um, go ahead, Kenny. Finish what you you were saying. Oh. Um, but I mean, yeah. If, I mean, if Booty does have a replica of last game against Florida, then I mean, yeah, I think I'll, I think I could possibly win. I think it, I think it has the potential to be a shootout. I think it's going to really be Ole Miss controlling some of the clock, running the ball down the field, and then LSU, you know, having somewhat play sort of like faster and like kind of catch up. And I mean, LSU going to be. I think LSU is going to be down the majority of the game. Um, and I mean, y'all proven that y'all can come from behind. I mean, y'all did it against Mississippi State. Uh, y'all got y'all got down kind of big to Mississippi State, and then I mean the defense started clamping, and I mean y'all were good. But like, yeah, I think it's going to be a shootout. It's going to be really. It's it's not a question of defense versus offense. It's Ole Miss's run game versus LSU use passing game in their receivers. So he, here's something, uh, Jesse, to your point about running twelve personnel, kind of a big set. Uh, Brian Kelly wants to do that. In fact, he did that a lot at Notre Dame. But the reality is we just we just don't have tight ends to do that. I, I mean, our depth and our talent at tight end is lacking uh, pretty significantly, but he will do that at times. Another th- – these are two things to look out for. You know, these – the things we discussed just now 
are, are going to be probably the biggest matchups. But here's two things to look out for for both teams that could play a major fa- factor. Number one for Ole Miss, the defensive front has the second most sacks in the SEC. Now, there is an argument to make like, okay, you know, they haven't really played the hard SEC teams so far. Uh, but in all reality, they still have the second most sacks in the SEC. Can their defensive front wreak havoc on our very young offensive line? I mean, you were starting two freshman offensive tackles who have done very well, but they're still freshmen uh, in the SEC. Ole Miss wreaking havoc on Jaden Daniels and our offensive line. That is one thing to look out for. The thing to look out for for LSU is you get your best running back back. Armani Goodman, Armani Goodwin is back for this game. Uh, is he 100% ready to go? Uh, is he the Armani that we saw at the beginning of this season uh, coming off of a hamstring injury? Um, and, you know, what kind of game does he have? Uh, so those are two things to look out for, the impact of his return. And I think Ole Miss um, defensive line could potentially be a problem uh, for our, our, our young and inexperienced offensive line. So, guys, uh, we're, a, we're a minute or a minute, an hour and six minutes in. We need to get to our predictions and wrap this thing up. Let's start from the bottom and work our way up. JP, final prediction Ooh. for the game. Uh, you already know it. L- uh, LSU is going to lose this game. <laughs> uh, if you don't know that already, Ole Miss wins this game. I think it's going to be a shootout. Um, like you said, our defensive line is is strong. Our run game is strong. Um, I believe that this game is going to come down to a field goal. Um, oh gosh, thirty-one twenty-eight. Thirty-one twenty-eight. Ole Miss pulls out. Uh. A win in Death Valley. Kenny. All right. So I got out of my car this morning and was walking on campus. I passed by the thought and I was like, you know, something just smells different in the air. This just smells like <laughs> it's like a different culture now that went into, you know? And dude, <laughs> listen, Tennessee beat Alabama, so everybody knows that Alabama's beatable and almost is trying to run the table, bro. They're trying to get to the SEC championship game. Yeah. And you know, Alabama is really besides LSU and Mississippi State, Alabama's like their toughest opponent, like their toughest, the the biggest obstacle in the way. And so, you know, Ole Miss is pretty hungry. So I think they're hungry to get that dub against Alabama, but they're not looking ahead. Um, they're coming uh, in Death Valley. They, I was about to say, it know. sounds like you're looking ahead no, already. No, no, no. No, they're not like looking, looking no, ahead I'm already. Not, I'm not looking ahead at all. To bring up Alabama <laughs> on a final no. prediction for LSU Ole no. Miss, it's no. looking ahead. No, 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 no. It's the mentality that this team has, Okay. They like they think they can be anybody, okay? And I think they can't I think they can be anybody and I think they will be anybody. Um okay, so I'm gonna go 34-24 Omis. I don't think any I don't think either team wins by more than 14 points. I think it's gonna be a close game. Jesse. You already know who I'm rocking with, right? You know. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> he, he's gone, man. So, he's gone. You got to accept it. Hey. He's gone. <laughs> no, no, don't um, say that because I will never accept that Joe Burrow's gone. Yeah. Never, that's that's a fair point. Past, that's a fair point. <laughs> I think uh, we, we come out, we run the ball well. Uh, I think LSU, you know, kind of tees off on a run game at first. Honestly, man, kind of puts us, you know, scares us a little bit. Uh, I think that. 
when it, when it matters, we'll be able to throw the ball. Uh, but at the end of the day, we're going to possess the ball. Lane Kiffin's going to get them, have them ready. We're going to run the ball well uh, towards the end of the game. And one thing that's uh, been overlooked this entire show is special teams. I think special teams are going to be huge in this game. Against Kentucky, we kicked it off, and they would return it back to the R40 every single time. Um, and y'all, oh, y'all have that problem teams. too? <laughs> yeah, well, and, and I've watched uh, you know, uh, enough LSU games to see that when, when Tennessee kicks the ball off and Jack Best comes up and <laughs> rolls straight through his arms or Malik Davis well, in the floor. Don't, don't, don't I know, I, right, right, okay. But so y'all's losses have come down. Well, not Tennessee so much. Tennessee kind of the, the turnover off the special teams kind of set the tone. They turn around and have a big, yeah. kick, a big punt return yeah. uh, right yeah. after. So and then y'all lose to Florida State on special teams. I, I think special yeah. teams comes in uh, big. Uh, we win on a last second field goal, thirty-one twenty-eight. So, all right, guys. Um, I mean, I gotta agree uh, with every so oh, with the special teams. I will not trust LSU special teams every time we 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 have a punt, kick up, us, like, we kick off. It is the I most nerve wracking thing. I, I, I've never watching. Never in my life have I been so scared to watch LSU field a punt. <laughs> but it is the most anxiety-rattling uh, thing this season. Uh, but you I thought the new but, Halloween movie was spooky. No, LSU special teams <laughs> is spooky. LSU special teams, oh, my gosh. I, I sure hope nothing happens, but I, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if something does happen. Uh, <laughs> anyways, aside from that, um, guys – I don't know if you watched LSU last week against Florida. Um, I'm not saying that Florida's defense is Ole Miss's defense, but if LSU's the offense rolls like they did last week um, I, I, in Death Valley, I think it's going to cause a lot of problems for Ole Miss defensively. I, I don't know if they'll have an answer for LSU if that's how they play. Um, the question will be, how does it go on the other side of the ball? Uh, does does LSU allow too many big plays in the run game like they did against Florida? Um, are, are they, you know, against Tennessee, they allowed way too many explosive plays. Against Florida, they allowed too many explosive plays. Um, what happens on the other side of the ball? Um, and, and I think if the, if the offense sets the tone the way they did last week, the defense will come alongside them. And I, I, I do think we see – uh, a similar output from the offense uh, this week as we did last week. The, the the offense has continued to grow. It has progressed. Uh, it has improved week by week. Um, and this is what you expected out of LSU's receiving core, and I think they continue to build on that this week. And I think LSU wins. I, I, I agree. I think it's a high-scoring game. Um, I, I think it's like 35. I'm going to say 35 to 31 LSU. Zach. So before we get mine, we got to get uh, our viewers. Of course, I know we got a lot of people watching on Twitter. Uh, guys, if y'all watch on Twitter, uh, feel free to switch over. I know this show's almost done, but we do have a lot of viewers on Twitter. So y'all feel free to switch over uh, in the future so you can comment and we can see your comments. Uh, Chris Ham's going 31 13, Ole Miss. Uh, Dad's going to LSU 31, Ole Miss 28. So he's kind of like with, with you, J- Jesse and JP, just, just flip it. <laughs> Um, and then Joey, uh, our, our dude from JetX, he's going 27-23 Rebs, unfortunately. Um, okay. 
<sighs> LSU fans are going to hate me again. <laughs> they hated me whenever I picked Tennessee, but look what happened. Look what happened, okay? okay? Sometimes you just got to – you got to be a realist. Sometimes well, you got to Tennessee you may have the highest homer. quarterback. So yeah, that's true. That's true. You picked, Darts you not picked, you picked LSU over Tennessee. I went with more realistic view, but it's okay. It's okay. I'll <laughs> well, I knew Tennessee was going to win, but I just picked them for the fun of it. Just uh, like when I, I picked def- Ole Miss to lose to Georgia Tech. Yeah, that was a bad pick. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, that, was bad. that was bad. Um, okay, so I'm actually on the exact same page as JP and Jesse. I've been thinking 31-28 Rebels for for like a week now. So I'm sticking with it. 31-28 Rebels. Uh, I hope I am completely wrong. Um, I hope it it is flip flop because I'm pretty sure all the balcony Bengals are picking LSU, including uh, Reagan picking LSU. So I hope it isn't the I'll same result. <laughs> Please don't. I, uh, I will. <laughs> no, you now I am. <laughs> uh, I guess I'm the only realist in the picking the, the, the group. Can't pick against my guys, and I'll never bet on those games. I'll never like. Oh never. yeah, you, you I would team never every bet. time. You never every bet on your time. team. Um, but yeah, I'm going 31-28 Rebels. I hope I'm wrong. I hope. I hope. Uh, unlike uh, Tennessee, where I was the only one that got it right. I hope I am. The only one that gets it wrong this time. So, we'll see. All right, guys. Appreciate all y'all uh, taking your time of this Friday evening to join in. Give some old Miss input. We always appreciate other teams' input, uh, even though we are LSU fans. Zach, no, of course. Uh, I mean, come on. You knew you were going to get this response, and whenever we post it tomorrow, you're going to get the same response. <laughs> LSU 38, <laughs> old Miss 24. All right, guys. Appreciate y'all joining in. Uh, we're going to hit a quick toddy. And we'll hit a quick break. Hey, we're the Toddy. Rebel back there. Land Shark. We don't know. Hit a quick break. we wrap it up right after this. Make sure you go follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. All at Tigers Avenue for daily updates on the show and all things LSU sports. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to click off and hit that subscribe button at Tigers Avenue. We broadcast all of our shows live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. All right, guys, it's been a great show previewing tomorrow's massive, massive game uh, in Baton Rouge, Death Valley, uh, the number seven Ole Miss Rebel Bear Sharks, whatever you want to call them, uh, are coming into town. Uh, the lane train seems to be rolling. Uh, I will consent to Ole Miss fans. I think Lane Kiffin is a great coach, but I also think when he gets an opportunity, he's gone. Uh, I also will say, just to console you, Ole Miss fans, to find some kind, to find some kind of common ground, I do think Ole Miss has some of the best uniforms in all of college football. But uniforms don't matter when it comes to playing on the field. And tomorrow, Death Valley, you haven't seen this atmosphere yet. You've been playing this piddly dunk schedule. You're going to roll into Death Valley, and your team's going to be shell-shocked. And the Tigers going to get it done. They're going to roll, hopefully. No, I really do think it's going to be a great SEC West battle, a historic, you know, uh, rivalry here, the Magnolia Bowl between LSU and Ole Miss, a series that dates back to 18, 
94. Looking forward to it. I always love this game every year. It's a great game, regardless of who is good, regardless of who is bad. It's always a great game. So 2.30 tomorrow, big time kickoff. Death Valley will be right back here early next week to recap what all transpired. We'll see you then. Five Star Hero, take us out. Peace. Who that, who that, five stone? And the LSU Tigers, LSU Tigers.